When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well met, fellow adventurers. Now, I shall be travelling to Southern Tulsa and visiting the Longspur Downs, where for the last week I've, I've been slowly building up towards something for which we will now see the payoff. It's the Long Spur Downs. This hilly region of southern Tulsa gets its name due to its location directly east of the tip of the northern spur of mount of, of mountains that frame nearby Fainvale. Although this area is no longer home to large numbers of gob- goblins, it was in centuries past remains a largely desolate stretch of wooden slopes that was more uh, that that more than likely contained their share, fair share of undesirable densons. Explore the downs. The exploration of the downs takes you far and wide over the rolling forested hills that made up this straw broad swath swath are desolate but ruggedly beautiful country. After a lengthy trek, you know, you've nearly returned to the very spot from which you began your wandering, when you spot a lone horseman approaching from the east. As the wider draws closer, his starting appear, appearance sends your pulse racing. A brilliant crimson helm is fitted over his head and he is clad in a mix of silver chain and black plate. Slung over his broad back is a massive double-bladed axe. His plated seeds, steed seeds to move without strain, despite the rider's obvious bulk. And it, and it is this seed that simultaneously unnerves you, confirms what upon first glance had only been a vague suspicion. For as the rider... And, and the mount closed to within twenty yards. You, 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 you gain your first glimpse 
at the face of the animal bearing its weight is the long, dry, fleshless muzzle of a skeletal horse. You hardly believe the legend yourself, even with the recent tales of travellers from all corners of the kingdom. You are left with no doubt that the mighty warrior drawing up to you, drawing up to you on the back of his skeletal heave is none other than the Crimson Helm's Wider. And there's a link here. This legendary, some would say mythical figure, is said to be the worldly embodiment of the long-departed warrior Lurkia, who many tales place at the side of the legend of the ancient Hearseer on many of his grandest adventures. It is said that the crimson helmed rider wears a deep red helm that covers nearly all his head and rides atop a fleshless armoured horse. Those who believe in the wireless legend say that he returns to the world of Swift now and again, seeking to find the champion that will follow in the footsteps of the Great Sphere. Recently, sightings of a strange red-helmed figure have been reported from nearly every corner of the kingdom, though they always seem to occur in very desolate, remote locations, and none, as far as anyone has heard, have been substantiated. The rider tugs on the reins of his horse, and uh, as he pulls to within just a few yards and turns to face you, the white fleshless face staring out, out at you from behind the thick crimson guard, guard of the deep red helm that covers his head, is the haunting visage of the dead. The severed head of a goblin dangles from a leather strap strap hanging against the horse's undead flank. The rider leans forward in his in the saddle and appears to study you closely before straightening his back and slowly shaking his head. He suddenly holds up his right hand and there, emblazed upon his plated palm, is the bright red number seven. You've thus far proven to me your worth, he says. It is not yet much worth, mind, but it is enough. The wiser withdraws a large roll piece of aged paper from a bag at his side and unfills it. You are shocked when a frigid blast of wind and a swirling cloud of snow spills out of the air as it is opened. A very ancient map, he says, leering you. The map is perhaps as ancient as those brigands that yet haunt the place to which it points. This map, my hardly worthy friend, shows the location of the lair of a beast of legend, the Cave of the Ice Troll. Another breath of cold air sails off the surface of the map, swirling the snowflakes that have settled on its worn surface. The rider turns towards you, and you are shocked to discover that the symbols covering its surface are moving. Clouds pass over mountain peaks, and an animated river runs a swift southward course. There, he snaps, stabbing a finger at a point near the top of one of the mountains of the southern portion of the Fundrini Range. At the top of High Wall Pass, where it crosses the shoulder of the mountain, lies the cave of 
the ice troll. You ask the wide significance of what he was showing you, and he frowns. Can you not see? He was. Even one as meek and insignificant as you knows well enough to play the game. The cave holds a secret, guarded by a savage beast that still prowls its icy chamber. It is for you to discover. That is the game. As the widest folds up the map and stows it away, you suddenly recall the legend of the ice troll. Though you had always thought it to be nothing more than a story told to children. There's a link to that. The legend of the ice troll. According to this ancient legend, a fearsome troll-like creature, able to control the elements and turn the living into beings of ice, is said to exist in a cave hidden somewhere in the Fudgerin range. The legend also tells of a band of Fidenese pirates who escaped from their lawful captors in a blizzard while, cross- while crossing the perilous pass on the shoulder of a mountain peak centuries ago. It is said that the murderous pirate sought refuge from the, s- the raging storm in a cave near the top of the pass, though it would prove to be a decision they would forever regret. In the dark, icy passages of a cave, the pirates are said to have come face to face with the ice troll. Those brigands who weren't killed outright by the mighty beast were turned into beings of ice and were doomed to forever guard the lair of their new and savage master. According to the legend, the ice troll is immortal and still dwells in the cave guarded by an entire legion of beings. He has turned into living ice. Oh man. Oh man, that looks like a place to do a quest in! Ah, yes, please continue. I will make no mention of this again, says the rider, turning away from you and riding slowly off the south. There's a man in Moonpath who can lead you to the cave, should you require any assistance. Always remember that if you play the game, you will be rewarded. With that, the rider's voice trails away as he passes out of sight over the southern fields. You decide that you should set out for the village of Moonpath in the south foot area of the kingdom's southwest region. Okay. And I will, I guess. Okay, but first, I'm going to slightly upgrade my gear. Okay, I've just bought some unmatched plate armor, a gauntlet, a helm, and a belt, and that's with, with my SP a bit, and I've swapped in the wing of mystic ability to raise my N- my NV by 5, and I'm doing that because this is a scale scenario, so your MR doesn't matter at all, it could be a thousand, it could be two. Foes would be the foes would still have the same to hit value. So it's more important in this case, in these cases, to to drive up your your stamina points and your Neville reserve. And I, I and I've made my way to Moonbath, resting at the foot of one of the towering mountains that make up the mighty Fendering Range. Is the village of Moonpath. 
A small collection of homes make up the centre of the village. As you pass through the village square, you note that both the inn and the tavern, the only such as of any size in this sombre settlement, are closed. I can attempt to climb to the cave of the ice troll. Alright, oh, you recognise that climb up the mountain to High Wall Pass, something that only an experienced woodsman can help to accomplish. Remembering what the crimson white helmed rider told you, you inquire around the village and discover that a locally renowned trapper and woodsman by the name of Wolfwin is known to have transversed a high mountain pass in years past. Now, if I had woodmanship 60 or above, I could do the climb on my own, but my woodmanship is... Oh, oh well, I could train it high enough, but let's go meet Wolfram anyway. In a small hut on the edge of the village, you find the locally renowned woodsman and trapper known as Wolfwin. The grey-haired, slender man invites you into his humble residence and offers you a steaming mug of palo, which you gladly accept. Wolfwin tells you that he can lead you up to the high wall pass, but that it is a journey fraught with many dangers, most notably the steep and unforgiving terrain of the mountain. Tells you that it will cost you 250 gold to obtain the, his services for the expedition. Alright, I'm going to pay him 250 gold. But, from the, from, but, if I come back, I'm going to level up my woodmanship and do it myself. But I'm going to pay him 250 gold now, just to see what happens mainly. I lose the gold. You hand your gold to Wolfram and the woodsman smiles. We'll set out as soon as you like. Though how about another another bit of penny at first? You'll be sure to miss it when you're shivering at the top of High Wall Pass. The trek up the mountain to High Wall Pass proves to be both lengthy and perilous. But Wolfram is an excellent guide and never wants to feel anything but confident following him from the treacherous terrain. At last, hopelessly weary and wondering just what, what it is you've gotten yourself into, you reach the foot of the pass and start along the thin, stony trail that passes along the shoulder of the mountain. Near the top of the pass, Fonfin stops and bids you farewell, saying that he will go no further. Up there, just a bit, at the highest point of the pass, is where you'll find the cave. Although I suppose you already know that. I'll be waiting here to ease you back down. I hope I'm afforded the privilege. You thank him for all his help and tell him that you will meet, meet him here when you are ready to descend. He wishes you well and watches you start up the remainder of the steep, stony track towards the top of the high wall pass. At a relatively short but arduous hike, you reach the top of the trail and find you so standing before the cave you have come here seeking. You are standing before the wide, dark mouth of an icy cave just to the right of the, of the narrow stony trail that climbs across the top of the high wall pass. A waging frigid wind sweeps down from the towering cliffs on either side of the pass, biting into exposed flesh and causing you to shudder. Despite the forbidding gloom inside the mouth of the cave, you find yourself eager to escape from the grip of the elements. Now, you can enter the cave... You can rest, which 
will come in handy once I inevitably get myself hurt in there. Or you could just send them how I'll pass and leave the mountain and just kind of embarrass yourself, I guess. Into the cave. You take one final look around the narrow ravine that surrounds you at the top of the High World Pass before stepping into the mouth of the icy cave. There's no need just inside the mouth of the cave. To the west, the icy passage extends out into the gloom. You, ca- you move cautiously through the frigid cavern, making every effort not to slip on the treacherous ice underfoot. Now and again, you can hear what sounds like something moving somewhere in the distance. Oh dear. Alright, I'm going up to a question mark. As you approach a bend in the passage, you suddenly stop dead in your tracks. Stepping around, round the corner ahead, is a man formed of solid ice. The frozen man wields a short sword, also made out of ice, and brandishes the weapon in a threatening manner upon catching sight of you. As the silent figure of ice slowly bears down on you, you realise he must be one, one of the pirates from the legend who centuries ago sought refuge in his very cave, only to fall victim to the curse wielded by the fabled creature that makes its lair here. You assume a defensive stance as you prepare to engage the frozen brigand. I battle the frozen brigand. It is scaled to 11 plus. So I have to roll 11 or higher on a 20-sided die to hit, to hit it. Now I'm going to just keep fighting defensively. No, I'm not fight normally. The silent brigand flashes it, slash, swipes at you with his icy blade. Down, keep fighting, keep fighting, keep fighting, and it is slain. 14 XP. Your final blow shatters the frozen pirate, leaving only a heap of jagged ice shards at your feet. You make a quick search of your enemy's remains, but discover nothing of any value. After taking a few moments to catch your breath, you once again sit prepared to set off through the cave. Now I'm going to north, and there's another question mark. A sudden sharp crack from overhead sends your pulse racing. You glance up and watch in horror as several large slabs of ice break away from the ceiling of the cave and plummet down towards you. You have only seconds to avoid being crushed beneath the falling slabs of ice. Now if I had fortification or shadow magic, whatever that is, at 60 plus, I could use those. But, I, I could also use telekinesis at 60 plus, which I do have, and so I will. Use of telekinesis has succeeded. 16 XP to telekinesis. You channel your power of telekinesis and focus it on the falling slabs of ice. Beads of sweat break out on your brow as you struggle to project a blast of telekinetic energy capable of slowing the descent of the plummeting ice sheets. After much strain and several skipped heartbeats, the slabs of ice stand softly in the passage behind you. Thankful to overwhelm the void being crushed beneath the falling ice, you spend the next few moments checking out your equipment and save your nerves for once again setting off along the cave passage. Alright, and it's 
Oh, it's sudden crap from overhead, and it's ice is falling on me again. I'm going to use telekinesis again. It failed! Your lonely, agonised cries are drowned out by the deafening thud of slaps, striking the floor of the cave. You are caught beneath the largest of them. 43 stanum points of damage. That's... That's more than a third of my entire health. Miraculously, you managed to survive being struck and buried beneath the slabs, despite having suffered severe damage from being crushed. You managed to work your way out of the heap of shattered ice that now fills the centre of the passage. Wounded, but thankful to still be alive. You check over your equipment and steady your nerves before once again setting off along the cave passage. Okay, I'm going to have to heal from that. And I'm healing, healing, healing. Yeah, against this. There's a button right there on the stat menu. And it quickly heals you using your restoration magic. Okay, now I'm going north. Oh, it's a... Ooh, something approaches. Your progress along the frigid cave passage is brought to a dead stop as an unwelcome sight looms out of the shadows ahead. You assume a combat-ready stance as one of the frozen, cursed pirates that haunt this cavern steps into view. The silent brigand, long ago turned into a being of solid ice, draws his icy blade and rushes towards you. Begin combat with the Frozen Brigand. Uh, I'm fighting... Oh, it laid a brutal stroke for nine damage. Oh, I just... I did a savage attack. And a regular attack for 51 damage total. And... Uh, oh, and... Wait, wait a minute. And... Ah, yep. And slain. 14 XP. Alright, you spend a few moments examining the ways of retreated foe before once again setting off along the cave passage. You're going to heal from that. Yeah, you pretty much have to heal constantly in this one. You're taking only a few steps along this section of the corridor when three of the frozen pirates that haunt these frigid halls drop down on you from a narrow ledge overhead. You manage to throw off the three icy brigands and assume a defensive stance as your silent, cursed foes slowly advance towards you, their blades of ice poised to cut you down. You quickly position yourself so that you only have to face them one at a time. I fight a frozen brigand. I'm gonna... Yeah, oh, I just got into an uncontrollable way, Joel, and I got, got straight out of it right the time I noticed. Uh, that, that, oh, 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 another uncontrollable wage finishes it off. A second throw, you're locked in a fight to the geff against the second of the three frozen brigands. Yep, and here we are. Uh, keep, keep fighting, keep fighting. The, su the silent frozen brigand swipes at you with its icy blade. Keep, keep on fighting, fighty, fighty. You now face the last of the frozen trio. And the thing about when you fight these foes in a row is you cannot heal between them. Which makes which means they 
they could just wear you down by sheer attrition. Begin combat. Alright, and then he swipes at me with his icy blade. And keep, keep going with the normal, normal stance. I have slain my foe, but only dust. 14 XP. With the, with the three frozen pirates, now a little more than a heap of melting ice shards in the centre of the passage. You spend a few moments catching your breath and checking over your equipment before once again setting off through the cave. Definitely have to heal after... Oh, oh, I was healing and something turned up. It's another! It's another frozen brigand! Now that's rude. Don't disturb someone while he's healing. I finished him off with a couple of wave touches. Alright, 14 XP. Okay, I'm going to heal these. Alright, okay, I'm so... Alright, I'm going to make my way back to the start of the chamber to restore... to restore my magical points. Oh, I would, but these foes just keep attacking me. It's like they want to kill me or something. Which is mean. They're very mean. They're meanie pants. They wear pants and they are mean. Or something like that. Ah, uh, yep. It's another frozen brigand once again. Yeah, there is a... I'm probably fighting this one a bit too soon. 14 XP. And you can exit the cave. And as I said before, you can rest there. After moving a safe distance from the mouth of the cave, you settle down for some much weeded rest in a spot you hope will afford you some protection. Any bad weather that might arise while you sleep, I get a bonus of 59. 15 from woodmanship, 10 from luck, 10 from body, 10 from mind, and 14 from thievery. So, and I have to get 50 or more so I cannot fail. Success. As you sleep, a brief but furious storm howls through the top of the high wall pass, bringing with it a biting, frigid wind and several inches of snow. Despite the storm's folly, Fury, your carefully chosen place of shelter, manages to adequately shield you from the wrath of the elements. Alright, now, into the cave, and I've got to rush back to where I was, to where I was before. And hope I don't think encounter too many things along the way. Alright, just reach the place with the... With Three multi brigand piles of ice. Splishy splashy. Here another question mark. You step over the top of a small wise in the passage and stop dead in your tracks. Standing only a few heart yards ahead of you in the middle of the icy corridor are three of the cursed frozen brigands that haunt this frigid lair. The ice pirates start towards you, but suddenly halt. You're busy pondering this curious reaction, 
when the sound of movement from behind reaches your ears. You spin round just in time to see a massive frozen ogre. Ogre preparing to deal you a savage blow. You nimbly twist to the side and dodge the blow, but the silent frozen ogre's attack does not relent. You are soon locked in a fight to the finish with your mighty foe. I fight a massive frozen ogre. Or, or, or whatever. Ogre? I, I don't know. I'm probably pronouncing it wrong several times over. Alright, I'm gonna. Yeah, now, so, the side of the massive ogre of ice strikes at you with its broad fists. Alright, just keep, keep on, keep on, keep on fighting, keep on. Keep on keeping on. I have slain this foe. 15 XP. You leap back from the shattered remains of the ice ogre, only to find yourself facing the first of the three frozen brigands. The silent pirate, forever cursed to be an icy fixture in this frigid lair, scowls as he slashes at you with his deadly blade. I fight the frozen brigand. Alright, I'm gonna bash, bishy bash. I used Wave Touch three times. Alright, no sooner has the first of the frozen brigands collapsed into a shattered pile of ice at your feet, to your sight yourself confronted by a second of the silent terrors. Now, I'm going to try something. I'm going to summon an elemental. You summon a lesser air elemental, plus six melee waiting this round. Uh, and you see that lasts, and that's the last round. Summon elemental again. And it is slain. That was a... You're immediately engaged by the third and final frozen pirate. Right, I'm going to summon the elemental. Oh dear, uh, okay. Oh, oh, it lays a brutal stroke. Ooh, ooh, I, I did. I did some good. Your elemental also mauled the enemy for seven damage. Nice. And now I gotta finish it off. It is Starsline. You step back. So I got 14 XP. Most of it went to elementalism. You step back and admire the tall pile of shattered ice at your feet. Is all that remains of your fearsome frozen foes. Ooh, alliteration. After taking a few minutes to search through the melting heap of ice and finding nothing of value, you once again prepare to set off through the cave. I've also got 16 XP to general. Get a heal from that. And there they are, mostly healed now. Making my way to the west... Focus along the cave passage comes to an abrupt halt as you spot a lone frozen pirate up ahead. The cursed frozen brigand is facing the opposite direction and has not yet spotted you. I'm going to have to attack this frozen brigand. You, you slip up from behind the unsuspecting frozen pirate and deal the cursed brigand a solid blow. Your foe staggers forward and sets several steps. 
but manages to retain his footing. As the frozen brigand turns and starts towards you with his blade of ice drawn, you promptly assume a combat-ready stance. I fight the frozen brigand. Gonna summon elemental again. Summon an earth elemental plus eight, eight plus eight to your melee rating this round. Which makes it a lot easier. Ooh, now it's the plus thirteen. Plus Yeah, there is eight. Summoning these some summoning these elementals makes these scale combats a lot easier. Alright, 14 XP. You dig through the pile of shattered, melting ice at your feet, but discover nothing of any interest or value. Remains of the frozen brigand. After taking a moment to check out the equipment, you once again set off on your way through the cave. Alright, now there's, there's a northwest passage. Got three alcoves off. I'm going through the middle one. The moment you step into the small chamber of the main passage, you find yourself confronted by another of the ice pirates. This one's a female. The, glo- the glowering brigand, silent on the west of her fellow first frosty frozen crewmen, draws a short sword and swiftly cuts a wide arc with the icy blade. Almost before you can assume a defensive stance, your enemy's upon you, slashing out wildly with her deadly blade. I begin combat against the frozen female brigand. Summon elemental again. Ooh, a fire elemental lord. That's plus 19 melee waiting. Ooh, another fire. Yep, as you can see, and... Now, that one's... Summon elemental again. Oh, that didn't last very long. Alright, but I'm ahead enough that I can finish it off. Right, 15 XP. Amid the shattered, melting remains of the free, free female frozen brigand, discover a strange key carved out of ice. Ice key triangle view. This strange key has been carved out of solid ice. The end of the key is triangular. Despite its fragile appearance, the key, appe- the key appears to be impervious to the warmth of your hand. Its smooth, angular surfaces bear no mars or chips. After taking a moment to check over your equipment, you once again set off on your way through the cave. Now I'm going to a bit of healing. I'm going to try the northern alcove. The instant you step into a small chamber just off the cave's main passage, you are set upon by another of the other of the frozen pirates. The one-legged ice brigand hobbles out of the shadow shadows on your right, and swings at you with its deadly blade. You dodge the initial attack and find yourself locked in combat with a silent and merciless foe. I fight a frozen, hobbled and frozen brigand. I'm summoning another elemental. Ooh, wow, hey. I just got a nap, I just got a 20 against a plus 3 for 39 damage. Alright. Now, now I can finish it off, and he is slain. Well, he is slain, I guess. Wait, was it he? Amid the shattered, melting remains of the frozen, hobbled frozen brigand, discover a strange key carved out of ice. 
otherwise ice key square is the same, but it's square. Despite its fragile appearance, the key appears to be impervious to the warmth of your hand. Its smooth, angular surfaces bear no mars no, or chips. After taking a moment to check over equipment, you once again set off on your way through the cave. Please continue. Now there's only one, the southern alcove to go. Making my way there. A grim sight meets your eyes as you duck into the small chamber off the main cave passage. Standing to your right, leaned up against the frigid wall, is another of the frozen pirates, a tall, scowling man wielding a barbed ice whip. The long dead brigand, formerly the captain of the pirate band, that met their doom here centuries ago, sneers as he steps away from the wall and cracks the deadly waves a sharp lash at you. You quickly find yourself locked in a brutal fight against the frozen and silent brigand captain. I face the frozen brigand captain. Begin combat. Gonna summon an elemental. Reducing it from previously a plus 12 to a much more sensible difficulty level. Yep, the silent frozen brigand lashes out at you with its icy whip, while I summon a greater fire elemental. Oh, oh, one more elemental summons. Alright, and yep. Oh, brutal stroke for 13 damage. Oh, a fire elemental lord. And it is slain. 23 experience points. Amid the shattered, melting remains of the captain of the frozen pirates, you discover a strange key carved out of ice. The Sir Ice Key Circle. Despite its fragile appearance, the key appears to be impervious to the warmth of your hand. Its smooth, angular surfaces bear no mars or chips. Taking a moment to check over your equipment, you want to get set off on your way through the cave. Okay, now I know there's going to be some sort of boss at the end of this cave. So I'm going to want to have all my magic points to face it. One more, or NV, as they are called here. So... Oh, I seem to have cleared out all the random battles at least. So it's exit the cave. Attempt to west. Success. Into the cave. Okay, now. Making my way. Passing the three multi pirates. Passing the multi ogre. Passing the melty pirate who wasn't paying attention. Past those three Okos filled with melty pirates. You stand at the southern end of a long frozen corridor, directly before a towering ice door. Whatever lies beyond the door seems to be glistening brightly. 
that was constructed out of solid ice, you immediately determine that the door is protected by powerful magic. As you attempt to mar, mar it produces no visible results. Examine the door closely. You make a close examination of the door and discover a triangle keyhole set into the centre of the massive slab. Now I just happen to have picked up a triangular key. Gonna use that. The moment you insert the key into the door, the massive slab of ice shudders and begins to slow to slowly lower into the floor of the cave. Beyond the door, you see a sizable dome-shaped glistening chamber of ice. At the top of the, the top of the door disappears into the ground at your feet. You step across the threshold and into the chamber. It's then you note, with great surprise, I don't think it's that great a surprise really, that the three ice keys you are carrying have all melted. It's a surprise that ice would melt. It's not that surprising. And also, it's a dungeon. I mean, about half the keys just melt or dissolve or break or just disappear inexplicably as soon as you've used them because well reasons quite frankly you don't want to have your inventory filled with key from dungeon 7 key from dungeon 22 third key from dungeon 25 fourth key from dungeon 25 so I'll scroll through page after page of keys you don't want that. That's probably why I do it. And also, you don't want to have to just pick, use your key. Use a key that you got from one dungeon to skip past the puzzles of another dungeon. That is reasons. As you look up from the dripping remains of your motor keys, your heart leaps in your throat. A savage, deafening roar erupts from the far side of the icy chamber. Drawing your gaze to rest upon the terrifying creature that's turned to face you. I hope the hawking savage creature now stalking towards you from the far side of the glistening ice chamber almost defies description, but not quite. Long white fur, matted with dry blood and soiled with glime, covers its torso and most of its grey-skinned face. A pair of thick, tusk-like fangs extend from the sides, slower jaw to dust below its chin. Long, black claws. Black claws peer out of the fur that conceals the beast's broad hands. And a pair of wide, fierce yellow eyes glare at you from beneath an overhanging brow. The creature stars viciously. And lumbers, and lumbers several more feet in your direction. Its heavy, thickly muscled torso swaying unsteadily as it approaches. You are gazing upon the ice troll. A beast of legend that has long guarded this lonely mountain lair. This troll, the troll wars savagely as it tears a chunk of ice from the glistening wall of the chamber. With a loud grunt, the fearsome creature flings the massive frozen slab straight at you. I got to. If I had 70 in fortification, telekinesis, elementalism, shadow magic, whatever that is, all destruction, I could use that. But I don't. 
so I can't. So I've got to attempt to, to dodge the massive chunk of ice. Alright, attempt to dodge the massive chunk of ice. Bonus of 75. 20 from agility, 10 from luck, and 20 and 15 from woodmanship. Pick now. Success! You limberly dogs dodge the chunk of ice. The weighty frozen mass slams into the wall behind you and explodes into dozens of jagged shards. Alright. Sea throws a second sizable chunk of ice. Gotta try to dodge this one too. Same jerk again. Success! Once again. Explodes into dozens of jagged shards. He throws a third chunk of ice. Tempted. And I try to dodge it. And I succeed. Phew. For you're initially thankful the quote appears as it won't hurl another chunk of ice at you. The terrifying region for the creature's change of tactics is almost immediately made plain. The fearsome beast stretches wide its deadly jaws and howls as it unleashes a surging blast of icy air that hurtles across the chamber towards you. You're only seconds to attempt to avoid the troll's deadly breath. Now, I could use fortification, elementalism, or shadow magic. At 70 plus, but I have none of those, so I've got to try to dodge this one. You make a desperate attempt to dodge the wall of icy breath. Now, hurstly across the chamber to, towards you, I've got a bonus of 30. 20 from agility and 10 from luck, and I've got to get 50 or more. So, here we are. Success! You throw yourself to the floor of the cave only a split second before the troll's Billowing ice breath surges past. Miraculously, your quick reflexes have spared you the wrath of the deadly attack. You, you swiftly regain your feet. The hawking ice troll, its hateful glaze fixed on you from behind its lurid yellow eyes, steps in your, in your direction and snarls viciously. With its fearsome bellows echoing off the walls, the ice troll suddenly charges across the chamber towards you. If I had archery at 70 or more, I could shoot it. Now I have to hold my ground and face the attack. Bellowing loudly, the hulking ice troll is swiftly upon you, striking out at you with its deadly stone-like claws. It's the ice troll. Now it's currently 12 to hit... Well, I'm going to summon an elemental. And now it is much easier to fight. And that elemental runs out. The savage hawking ice troll wars with rage as it swipes at you its clawed hands. But I summoned an elemental lord, so I'm okay. Oh, oh, and... Oh dear, that summoning went out. Get a fresh one. Another summon elemental. Oh, I broke into uncontrollable rage. I have slain my foe. Alright, 136 experience. 109 of which goes to elementalism. 64 XP to general. 
The ice troll stretches wide its fearsome jaws and emits a long, mournful bellow as it slumps to the forest frozen floor of its glistening chamber. You step back from the carcass of the slain creature and wipe the sweat from your brow as you admire your own grim handiwork. The beast that was cursed filled the passages of this frigid lair with minions of ice is no more. Stepping cautiously around the bloody carcass of the dead ice troll, Make a quick but thorough search of the beast-frozen lair. In the far corner of the glistening chamber, amidst a heap of bones, many of which are human, you discover several items of interest. Uh, I'm going to take the sturdy axe, chain helm, chain breastplate, leather steams, exceptional. Now, none of this is going to be equipped because now I have un- have unmatched plate armor, or better, which means none of the one of the random loot items will ever, ever be better than what I have equipped. Ever, they will not. Like the most, they can never beat it. So I could just sell all the random loot loot items. If it's not magic. It's, uh, it cannot beat what I have. My equipment is as good as, as the non-magical tech can make it. I also got 17 gold. With no desire to linger in the cave any longer, and it's absolutely necessary, you step, check over your equipment, and prepare to once again set off on your way. You turn around and are about to make your way up the icy chamber when a strange glowing object suddenly appears above you, above the bloody carcass of the slain troll, wide-eyed, with all your senses alert for the first sign of danger. You gaze upon the shivering, ghostly apparition of a magnificent shield floating just above the beast's remains. The vision of the shield is very faint, though it appears to be made out of ice. You attempt to reach out and touch the shield, but your hand passes through the apparition. Realising that it is currently impossible to obtain the strange but wondrous object, you resolve to turn your attention to getting out of the icy cave. As, as you reach the start of the passage, the entrance of the cave door turns, you take one last look at the creature that, that today met its end by your hand. You're somewhere shocked to discover that only a rippling puddle of water remains when the, where the dead troll lay only moments ago. A sense of dread comes over you as you, as you turn and prepare to make your way out, out of the cave. You can't help but feel that the world has not yet seen the last of this fearsome beast and its horrible curse. And it hasn't. Because if I come back in 24 hours, everything will be as it was. It will be as it was, and I will get to fight this ice troll and all his brigands again. And in fact, I'm going to have to, because that shield, you just saw the outline of, you have to go through this dungeon a lot of times to get this shield. And it is a really good shield. 
Strange echoes seem to dog your every step as you make your way out of the ice troll's frozen lair. Though you're thankful that the glistening empty passages of the cavern now seem to be deserted, we sense you are not alone. You greet your arrival at the mouth of the cave with a sigh of relief to taking one last look back along the corridor behind you. You step out of the lair and into the frigid blast blast of mountain air. Alright, now I get experience. A hundred and... 778 experience to general and 128 experience to all skills and powers. Although usually the rewards for defeating that are a lot less. You okay. just you get a bonus for the first times. And please continue. Less than a quarter of a mile from the cave towards the bottom of the high wind high wall pass. You meet up with Wolfwin. The woodsman tells you he's happy to see you are still in one piece. You didn't tell me a solitary thing about what went on up there, he says, as the two of you begin the slow and treacherous descent out the paths. I'd call you foolish to have ventured at a place to start with, but I didn't respect your bravery as much as do. Well, you have a good tale for the far side in any case. Through a lengthy and arduous trek down the mountain, you are relieved to once again find yourself approaching the village of Moomba. The outskirts of the village, Wolfram bids you farewell, telling you he has several traps that must be checked before the sun goes down. If you ever wish to make the climb again, you'll find me in or around the village, he says, before striking out to the east. You watch him depart until he's out of sight before making your way before making your way into Moonpath. And that's that's this scenario where we set and be play we playable by Zoop in approximately twenty-four hours. And rest, rest assured I will be coming back to that place again and 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 again. Until I get that shield. But that won't be any fun for you to listen to. Because you've already heard it before. So. I guess. You probably won't. You won't hear of that place again. Until. I get the shield. And that won't be for quite a while. And so. For now. We are done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.